0: More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, embracing change. you're
1: facing unexpected changes in your life, we're going to help you face change with confidence and courage. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other
2: every moment of every day. Surprising.
1: Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly.
2: Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to learn. Theology of the Body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and
3: anxiety.
1: Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making
4: that happen.
3: The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life.
4: Good
1: morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak.
2: And I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: And today on More to Life, embracing change. Are you facing unexpected changes in your life or relationships? Well, we're going to help you face that change with confidence and courage. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. That's 877 877- 573-7825.
2: Does even hearing are you facing change kind of send shivers down your spine? I know that you know everybody says the one thing that is constant is change. but doesn't make it ah, any yeah. more fun. And it's any change. You know the, the change that comes with um, getting married, having a Baby, These are all blessings, but the change is intense. And it can be really hard to navigate. And then you have changes that aren't so wonderful, at least on the surface, when you, when you face a difficult change in your life. And even hearing about change can make us filled with the what-ifs, the nervousness, the concern, the doubt, Feeling like we're not enough. So much comes up for us in our minds, and when when we're facing well, yeah. of any kind of change.
1: And actually, psychologists, we don't hear this word very often, but they they there's a term U stress, EU stress. It's mm-hmm. opposed to distress, uh, and they're both stressors, right? So U stress is good stress, distress is bad stress, and 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 uh, you know you can experience stress from good changes too like you were saying Uh, and, and change is always stressful even good change so if you're going through some unplanned or unexpected or difficult change in your life whether it's because of a good thing or a tough thing we are here to help you face that change gracefully, whether it's you know adjusting to a new baby or a marriage or something like that, or, or or someone letting you down, or receiving difficult news, or maybe experiencing a loss, facing a life transition or a change in your relationship status. Maybe you're struggling to understand what God wants you to do in the face of those changes. Well, we want to help you get the confidence and clarity you need to identify your next steps and find your footing and reclaim your peace. So give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. If you're listening later in the day to the podcast, uh, to the Mortal Life podcast, then you can still get your questions in. Email them to questions at more dot com. That's with the two in the middle there. More to, uh, Questions at more dot com. Well done, Greg. Well done. Keep it up. That one doesn't change. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I will say, if it's somebody in your life...
1: <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank Eric you.
2: is just on oh, that yeah, applause yeah, button. No, yeah. But it, it, it doesn't have to be about you, although it certainly can be because we all face change, but sometimes when we see our loved ones going through a transition or a change, we feel very... Concerned, very helpless. We're not sure what to do to help them with any kind of change, good or bad. If you have a child who's, you know, looking at their future of going away, moving away, going to college, getting a new job, doing something different in their life, or
1: adding to your family,
2: adding to your family, whatever those things are. If you have somebody in your life who's going through some kind of transition or change, planned or unplanned, we're here to help you help them as well. Because we all need that support system, don't we? So how do we be that good support system for those we care about so when they're going through change?
1: Whether it's you going through that unplanned, unexpected, or difficult change, or someone you care about, we are here for you. The number, again, 877 877- 877 5737825 Every day on More to Life we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St John Paul's theology of the body. Now, if you're not sure what that is, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years where he looked at how we can discover God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully contemplating God's design of creation, especially our bodies.
2: The theology of the body reminds us of two important things in the face of change. First, We need to remember that in all things, God is working to restore the perfect order that he created at the beginning of time. Our suffering isn't meaningless. Even in the middle of difficult times, God wants to show us how to make our circumstances work for our good and the good of the people around us. Second, we can't do that on our own. Especially in the face of an unexpected or undesirable change, we can only make God's plan come together if we cultivate receptivity, constantly asking Him to teach us how to respond to that change until it becomes clear.
1: So here are a few tips uh, that can make that happen. First of all, we have to bring the situation to God every day. Something like this. Lord, teach me how to respond to this change in a way that will glorify you, Help me be my best self and, and bring out the best of everybody else involved. Second, as we listen in prayer, we need to identify the goal that God is placing on our heart. And, you know, even if we're not 100% sure we can make that thing happen, we need to prayerfully ask God every day Lord, show me one small thing I could do to move a little bit towards that goal. And thirdly, it's tempting to let everything else go and just go through the motions of daily life while we wait for that unexpected change to resolve itself. But we can't wait around for God's big plan to come together. We've got to keep discerning his will for all the little things we do every day while we're waiting for the big reveal, so to speak. God is often using the big change to challenge the way we approach daily life and asking us to see things we take for granted through that lens of that change. So how do we do that? Well, again, we prayerfully reflect on the question, how can I address whatever is in front of me today in a manner that leads to more meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue? Meaningfulness, of course, refers to using my gifts and talents to make a positive difference in the lives of those around me or the situation itself. Intimacy refers to the choices I make, that enable my relationships to be healthier, deeper, more more uh, closer. And virtue refers to being able to use whatever life throws at me as an opportunity for growth. And by having a clear goal of where my uh, where my heart in prayer is calling me to be, and simultaneously asking God to show me how to respond to each day with more meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, God shows me how to take control of whatever change I'm going through. And shows me how to use it to work for my good, the good of those around me, and ultimately for His greater glory. So are you going through uh, some change, whether it's a good or a difficult change? We want to help you face that change gracefully. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Of course, if someone you care about is going through a, a difficult change and you're not sure how to support them, we're here for that too. 877 877- 573 7825. We're talking about managing change today on More to Life. Say our concerns to the Lord. We'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Father,
2: the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Lord Jesus Christ, we come before you and we bring to you all the changes that we go through. The good changes, the bad changes, and we just ask that you would help us to face those changes with real courage. So that we could use all of those things to grow in meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. Help us to respond to all those changes and challenges in ways that allow us to use our gifts to make a positive difference in the lives of those around us and the situation itself. Help us to use those changes to grow closer to the people that you've placed in our lives and have healthier, stronger relationships. And help us to use all those changes as an opportunity to become more of the people you have created us to be so that in all things, even the difficult times, we can be building your kingdom and bearing witness to your glory. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in the name and of the, the, Father, the Father, the Son,
2: and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit.
1: Amen. And Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, embracing change. Are you facing unexpected changes in your life or relationships? Uh, is someone you care about going through a tough change and you're not sure how to support them? We want to help you face change with confidence and courage and grace. Today on More to Life, give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- five seven three seventy eight twenty five. And again, if you're listening to the podcast later on today, you can still get your questions in. That email address is questions at more to liferadio dot com. All right, Lisa, who's up? We're talking now with Dee, who's listening to EWTN
2: Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi Dee. Welcome to More to Life. What's
1: going on?
4: Hello We've got a lot of changes. We've been dealing with a lot of changes, but um, I'm a grandma, and we've been married, my husband and I, for almost fifty years now. But he's been diagnosed with mid-stage dementia, which presents a certain set of challenges. Sure, but we also have our. Granddaughter who is fourth grader doing homeschooling. He is with us.
2: So you have custody of your granddaughter?
4: No, no, she, she, her, her mom has has custody, but her her mom has a challenging life, and so her stability and and be able to make my daughter up better. Our granddaughter stays
1: with us. Okay. So you're raising your granddaughter in addition to the challenges that you're facing with your husband's yeah. diagnosis of dementia. That's okay. a lot and, for you to carry. Okay. So how can we help you, Dee? There's a lot going on. What, what what can we help you with today?
4: Well, I'm not sure. I'm not normally a caller. But I am Concerns, my granddaughter wants to help sure. her because she's living through all of our changes. Yeah. And uh, my husband sometimes takes folks on priority and she's she used to being the princess on the throne. And she can't stay there because his needs are worn are out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right
1: now. So you're just kind of wondering yeah. how to help her, her, how to help her deal with all of that.
4: Yeah, I think uh, I'm more concerned for her than for me.
1: Sure. Okay. Well, I, I have a couple of suggestions for you. Um, so, first of all, the most important thing in in a, in a child's life is maintaining consistent rituals for ways that you know you guys can create opportunities to work and play and talk and pray together every day with her? That
2: sounds like a lot, but we're talking about small moments.
1: Yeah, so like, you know, doing things you already do, but maybe just doing them together. So, for example, you have to do the dishes after dinner, right? So so if, if you did them together with her, you know... Uh, if you, if you
2: wash, you, she dries, or, you know, you know you put things away a, together. That would be
1: an example of a work ritual, right? Um, a talk ritual could be just having, you know, dinner together with her, and you're talking about the highs and the lows of the day, and, you know, sharing a little bit about how God showed up for you. Because um, it's a great opportunity. Like a lot of families don't necessarily do that, but it's a great opportunity to really talk about, you know, those little blessings of the day, those times you called out to God and, and He answered, or or those things that you're, you know, need needs more support with from each other, ways you could be a better team, taking care of each other. It's, it's okay to, you know, to talk to our kids about, you know, what we're going through, and and how we can work together to respond to that. And That's fourth
2: we- graders have really moved into a place where they can have emotional conversations, meaningful conversations, without, you know dealing with the lack of, of maturity. They, they You know, you don't dump everything on them, but they can have those conversations about what you need from each other to maintain a good
1: life. When it comes to play rituals, there are things that she probably does enjoys doing, and, you know, you could just kind of come alongside of her and ask her to teach you some of those things and yeah. you know, play those things or with her. Or play
2: a game of Uno after dinner or something that's easy and, and doesn't take forever but lets you have some fun together.
1: And prayer rituals like, you know, morning prayer time and bedtime prayer times and little blessings that you give her so for example when you give her a hug, make the sign of the cross on her forehead and say, Jesus bless you, you know. Those little rituals that, that kind of provide that, that that stability and that foundation for her. And the more we can maintain those rituals, research really shows that even when we're going through hard times, if we maintain those rituals, kids tend to be more resilient and come out better on the other side.
2: Now the interesting thing about that is with mixed dementia, your husband needs routine Rituals, predictability. So these things can be built in to your daily life, but it's also really okay to let your granddaughter know, you yeah, know, grandpa's really dealing with some brain issues right now, and because of that, we need things a certain way. We need to do things in a certain structure. If you you know, if you walk through the door, make sure you lock it behind you or let me know so I can lock it. If you have this thing, make sure you're putting it back in the same place so Grandpa can try to know where it is. That Those rituals, those routines, the predictability and the safety that you're going to be creating for your husband to live in can actually really benefit your granddaughter because she wants to feel safe as well. So it can be beneficial
1: to all three of you. Now, Dee, the last suggestion that I want to make, you know, when a family is going through extraordinary stressors, um, it's really important to get professional help. To 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 learn new tools and skills and ways to support each other because you shouldn't have to stumble through this on your own and you know you're, you've taken on a lot and God bless you you know being willing to to raise your granddaughter being there thing. for your husband those are both beautiful witnesses but it takes a lot uh, and so I'd really encourage you to to reach out to either somebody in your area that you'd like to work with or even contact us at catholiccounselors.com dot com to do a, the kind of tele pastoral counseling to really just meet with you and your granddaughter uh, at the very least. Maybe her mom would want to join in, and this is all remote, so you guys can do this you know, over the over the phone or, or through Zoom.
2: To give you some of that support that you really need to be able to to work through this yourself because you're going through your own grieving process, right? This is not who you were as a couple for all these years. This has had to change over the last 20 years since his brain injury and even more so now. And there's grief involved in that, and there's a lot of adjustment involved in that, and there's a lot of what-ifs involved in that. So having that support for yourself and for your granddaughter and perhaps your daughter can really... Help with that, but also help you come up with a plan for now and for time to come.
1: So I I hope that you'll reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com to to learn more about that. Last suggestion I'll have for you here. I I sort of alluded to it when I was talking about talk rituals over dinner. But it's okay every day to kind of just check in with your granddaughter and, and see where she's at and where you're at. And say, you know what, what do we need to do? take good to take care of each other today to really help kind of each both of us get through the day in one piece because you know we've got a lot of stuff going on a lot of things we have to deal with you have to deal with with school and you know i have to deal with with your grandfather and and all these things of life so what, what are some things that we need to do to really watch out for each other today and try to take better care of each other and, and that's an opportunity to really teach her the kind of sacrificial love that, that that catholic family life is all about so i really just encourage you to have that conversation after that morning prayer time you know so you're you're able to go over the day together and and talk about the ways that God is calling you to to be there for each other through this. And again, if there's more that we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. We'd love to walk with you through this this, this challenge. But do thank you again for your faithful witness and, and your your generous service to your family, your husband, your granddaughter. God bless you. Thanks for the call. 877-573-7825. Today on More to Life, Embracing Change. Are you expect are you facing unexpected changes in your life or relationships? Uh, is some when you care about going through a difficult change and you're not sure how to support them. We want to help you face change with confidence and courage and grace. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three, seven eight two five. More to life will continue with your calls coming back, but we'll also be joined by Anastasia Northrup. She is the founder of the National Catholic Singles Conference, and she's an expert on the theology of the body as well. she'll be sharing some insights from the theology of the body on embracing change gracefully. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues right after the break. This program is brought to you by the following
4: nonprofit underwriter.
1: Are you longing to hear God's voice? Lord, Teach Me to Pray, the free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord, Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com.
0: The Heart of the Interior Life with Elizabeth Jangle.
5: St. Ignatius of Loyola introduces the sixth rule of his 14 rules for the discernment of spirits, calling to mind the directive of the fifth rule. In the fifth rule, St. Ignatius directs us not to change our spiritual decisions or proposals when we are in a time of spiritual desolation. The sixth rule states, although in desolation we should not change our first proposals, it is very advantageous to change ourselves intensely against the desolation itself. The call in the sixth rule is to change ourselves, to change ourselves intensely against the spiritual desolation. We're not called to passively endure spiritual desolation, for God's call in the time of spiritual desolation is always to resist and fight against the desolation with strength, trust, and determination. How will you change yourself against the desolation?
0: For more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.
2: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popcheck.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Embracing Change. Are you facing unexpected changes in your life or relationships? Or is someone you care about going through a challenging change and you're not sure how to support them? We are here for you. Give us a call at 877. 877- 1-800-573-7825. Joining us right now, Anastasia Northrup. She is the founder and director of the National Catholic Singles Conference. She's an expert on the theology of the body. Anastasia, welcome to More to Life. Thanks so
6: much, Dr. Gray. Good to be here.
1: Well, so you know, you wanted to share some insights from the theology of the body that can help us all face change, especially unpleasant changes, gracefully.
6: Where do we start? Sure. Well, I was thinking about this whole topic in light of John Paul II's work, and as we know, he starts out talking about Adam and Eve in the garden, and that it was beautiful, and they had this intimacy between them, and, you know, that communion of persons and everything, and then there's sin, right? And then...
1: Everything changed.
4: changed. Big change. Oh, my gosh. Like, all of a sudden,
6: (laughs) everything changes, right? And obviously, that was because of their sin right and some change is not necessarily you know in our lives it's not necessarily our fault per se but um it, you, you know we look at that and we say well look uh you know god continued throughout all of history to bring good out of evil you know he to the point of coming himself and making that gift of himself and john paul II talks about that you know in there too and that there's the redemption and that we can't empty the cross of its power and so sometimes You know in my own life when there's change you know sometimes i'm I'm just when i'm praying i'm just like jesus you know i'm in the dark and a monk once told me that you know it's in the dark that jesus can lead us so like i'm in the dark jesus i'm just going to cling to you and i'm here you know i can't do much i feel like i'm helpless but i'm i'm here with you and so um i think that's you know one thing from theology of the body that we can you know keep in mind in this lent and season two that Jesus is here to to save us, to redeem us, to bring us to his heart. And so I think, for me anyway, that reminder, you know, with change and being receptive to his love that he's pouring out can be really helpful. And, yeah, it doesn't take all of the pain away or the difficulty, but... Just one step yeah, but it at gives a, time a purpose and
1: correct. gives it a little bit of a focus. You know, I, I I was just reflecting on what you were saying about God. You know, from the very beginning of the fall, working to bring good out of evil, and you know, through His grace, we are invited to participate in that work of bringing good out of evil. And when we're going through changes that are less than pleasant and difficult and hard, you know, we can often just feel oppressed by it. But really, it's it's God saying, you know, I I trust you to work with me to make something good out of this. Let's work together to 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 move this forward in some positive way which is you know it, it, it's still hard it's it's still difficult but it, it gives me at least a sense of purpose and a sense of direction and a sense of ca- calm to know that God is with me through this difficult time
2: well and I, as I'm listening to you on the stage I had this this memory come up for me when you're talking about God can lead us through the darkness and I think the biggest takeaway here is to cling to him it reminded me of taking my kids when they were very small to a theme park in Pittsburgh, and there's a ride there that looks like it's like for little kids, and you get into it and it's actually like really scary and when we went through it's a very dark ride that you walk through, the kids just like clung to us like our son clung to Greg, our daughter was clinging to my leg, and I realized that when we're going through unexpected darkness, the way we were on that ride it, if we cling to Jesus, it is those times where we will move with him. We can't see what's going on, but if we're clinging to him and he moves to the left or the right, we know to move to the left or the right with us. It's, it's, when we get in trouble is when we run off by ourselves or go and hide from him. And I think that that memory coming up as you were talking about
6: that it was really, really telling. That's a, great, that's a great story. That'll stick with me. <laughs> That's a good image, well, you
1: know? I want to yeah, well, thank you for sharing those insights, Anastasia. I think it will be an inspiration to a lot of people who are going through difficult changes. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, where can they turn for more information?
6: Our website is nationalcatholicsingles.com for Catholic singles of all ages. National Catholic.
1: NationalCatholicSingles.com. Check it out. Anastasia, thanks again for being with us today. Folks, we're taking your calls at 877-573-7825. We're talking about embracing change. Whether you are facing unexpected or unpleasant changes in your life or you care about somebody who's going through difficult changes and you're not sure how to support them, we want to help you face all those changes with confidence, courage, and grace. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. We'll be back taking your calls in just a minute.
0: When you talk about the Reformation, you often hear talk of five solas. Sola Scriptura, Sola Fide, Sola Grazia, Solus Christus, and Soli Deo Gloria. Catholics have no serious problem with Solus Christus or Sola Grazia. The problems are with Sola Scriptura and Sola Fide. Catholics will maintain that Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone, is itself unscriptural. Where in Scripture does Scripture refer to itself as the only infallible authority that we have? we have. It's also illogical to say that you stand on Scripture alone presupposes that you know what Scripture is. And frankly, we don't know what Scripture is because it's a tradition that we've inherited. We don't establish it. We know what counts as Holy Scripture because Catholic bishops detected that certain texts were inspired by God. Cresta in the Afternoon. Weekdays
1: from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Jesus reminds us that the key to receiving mercy is being merciful to others. Being merciful means treating people in a manner that reminds them of their worth in God's eyes. We have lots of chances to practice being merciful all day, but the best place to start is in our marriage and family lives. Here are some ways you can begin being merciful to your spouse and kids and reminding them of what they're worth in God's eyes. First, be demonstrative with your love and affection. Let your spouse and kids feel God's love for them flowing through your arms when you hold them. Second, serve with joy. Remind your spouse and kids how much they're worth to God by taking the time to respond promptly to their concerns and requests. And third, bear wrongs patiently and forgive willingly. By practicing these spiritual works of mercy, we give our spouse and kids a physical reminder that nothing they do will separate them from God's love or ours. To learn more about being merciful in your marriage and family life, check out my book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit catholiccounselors.com.
2: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa
1: Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today our show is titled Embracing Change. Are you facing unexpected changes in your life? Whether they're good or bad, change can be always hard in some way or another. We want to help you face change with confidence and courage. For that matter, if you care about somebody who's going through a difficult change in their life and you're not sure how to support them, we're here for that. You. Give us a call at 877-573. 7825 again that's 877 573 7825 of course today is Wednesday and on Wednesdays Johnette Williams on Women of Grace looks at Wacky Wednesdays where Susan, uh, Susan Sue Brinkman excuse me, that's right. uh, joins Johnette to talk about the things that distract us from the faith those wacky things that we tend to believe in or hold on to that really Just pull us away distracted from God by... so yeah. check it out Women of Grace airing a 11 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio, coming up right after our program. Well, that's right. We're taking your calls right now about embracing change at 877-573-7825. If you are going through a difficult, unplanned, unexpected, or challenging change in your life, whether it's somebody let you down or you've received difficult news, maybe you've experienced a loss, perhaps you're facing a life transition or change in a relationship status, if you're struggling to understand what God wants, to, wants you to do in the face of that change, let us help you get the confidence, clarity, and grace you need to identify your next steps at 877-573-7825.
2: Well, and for those who are listening later on to the podcast, we also have questions at more2liferadio.com available to you. That's with the number two, which Morgan has taken advantage of. She said, Excuse me. She says, my name is Morgan and I'm engaged to my fiancé who cheated very early on in our relationship. And we've been trying to work through it ever since. This happened in 2021. Even though we were engaged, I do not feel like we're making progress on the infidelity. I said yes to the proposal in 2023 because I am committed to him and the relationship. I do want to continue making this work, and so that's why I said yes. I do hope to marry him. We can't seem to get on the same page. He wants me to move on and let go, and I want him to give me more reassurance and compassion when I have an, in quotes here, episode. An episode for me can be anxiety of a situation, me thinking he's cheating, me thinking that he's with someone else, me questioning his true intentions, etc. His response to my needs of getting more reassurance and compassion are simply, I don't want to. And he shows me anger when I ask questions or assume something about him. I can't get control of my feelings and fears. He would like me to just shut them off, but that doesn't seem doable. And he wants me to not voice my issues when I'm having them. He says, just trust me. I've been trying to get in contact with a Catholic counselor near me, but so far I haven't been able to find one locally. Thank you, Morgan.
1: Morgan, thank you so much for the question, and I'm so sorry that you're going through this terrible time in your relationship. Um, but I, I, and I, I, I'm and not normally quite this blunt, but I need to be as direct as I possibly can here. You need to run, not run. walk, from this relationship. Run as fast and
2: as far as you can.
1: Look, um, for a Christian to be in any relationship, a friendship relationship, especially a romantic relationship, we need to be with somebody who is capable of helping us be... More of the person God is calling us to be in this life, and get each, and, and help me get to heaven in the next, and vice versa, right? And this relationship fails on so many of those, on so many of those points. I, I can't even begin to count them. You know, he, he's not interested in growing with you. He's not interested in helping you grow and heal. He's not taking responsibility for for his actions, and and he's not he's not receptive to the things that you need from a partner.
2: And and I guarantee you that if I had you on the phone right now and I asked you more questions, it wouldn't just be about his prior infidelity. It would be about anything that you needed that made him uncomfortable. Anything that required him to give you compassion or help you grow or might require him to move outside his comfort zone at all. I guarantee it from the explanation you've given me so far, which means he's not able... To help you be the woman of God God is calling you to be.
1: And I and I appreciate you saying that you've committed to this relationship. But I have to ask why and to what end. You know, again, we commit to a relationship because ultimately that relationship helps us to serve God. That that's why a Christian commits to a relationship because I believe that being with this person helps me and the other person be more of the people God created us to be. Um, Your fiance is not interested in growing. Uh, and he 's holding you back, and you might say well but 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 i'm i 'm growing in long suffering or i 'm growing in you know, that that 's not what we 're talking about here we, that 's not helping you to be the strong whole healed yeah exactly uh, godly exactly grace filled woman' it 's it's, it's causing you to if you grow at all in this relationship it 's in spite of him, not because of him yeah, and that it. is and that is not a healthy christian relationship morgan um I, I'm sorry that you haven't been able to get in touch with anybody locally. If you'd like to work with our team, uh, I'd invite you to to check check out CatholicCounselors.com. We can help you find faithful ways to respond to this challenge. But I I need to be honest with you. There's nothing about this relationship that is healthy or good or that you should be part of. Uh, And so we need to help you heal whatever wounds are causing you to stay in there with somebody who can't love you the way you need to be loved.
2: And the way you deserve to be loved. Please, Morgan, I want you to hear me. You are a daughter of the Most High God. He wants you to have everything that you need to be that healed, whole, holy person. He wants you to know the kind of sacrificial love that you deserve from Him and that should be reflected through the man you spend the rest of your life with. This guy has just told you straight out. You have it here on the page. I don't want to take him at his word. He does not want to do the things that would give you a sacramental
1: marriage. I'd I'd love for you to follow up, um, even if you don't follow up with our invitation to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com, I'd love for you to follow up with the book For Better Forever, A Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage, um, because it really talks about what you have a right to expect as as a a woman of God in a Catholic marriage. Uh, And I, I think that when you read that, you really see that this relationship can't give you any of that Um, again the book for better forever a Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage. Please take a look at it to, to know to get a clearer sense of what God wants for you from a relationship, and to have the courage to say no to this man. Thank you so much, Morgan, and I hope that you will follow up by reaching out to us at catholiccounselors.com. With that, we are taking your calls at eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We're talking about embracing change today on More to Life, and whether you are going through an unplanned, unexpected, or unwanted change, you know, or frankly even a good change, but causing you stress. We want to help you face those changes with courage, confidence, and God's grace. For that matter, if someone you care about is going through a difficult change and you're not sure how to support them, let us help you figure that out, too. The number again, 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11.
2: For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for evil to give you a future and hope.
1: Amen. You know, it's something to hold on to when we're going through change. Because often when we are facing, especially unwelcome or unwanted change, we feel like we just have to survive it. Just keep our head down, white knuckle our way through it. Hopefully it will all be over soon. But this verse reminds us about something we were talking about earlier with Anastasia, actually. That God wants to work with us to bring good out of bad to bring order out of chaos, to bring healing out of pain. And so if you are going through a difficult, unwelcome, unwanted, challenging change, we need to bring that to God and hold on to the scripture and remind ourselves that that God does have plans for good, plans for our welfare and not for evil, plans to give us a future and hope. And we need to ask him to teach us how to respond to the change we're going through so that we can come out of the other end stronger so that we can come out of the other end having made something good out of that situation, having got through that change in a way that allows us to give glory to God and the power of His grace in difficult times, Ask Him to teach us how to respond step by step to the changes we're going through, so that all that work that we, that we go through when we face a change isn't for nothing. 877 573 We're going to come back with more of your calls about change when More to Life continues.
0: Hi, I'm Al Cresta. The question of gender identity is divisive, controversial, and often painful. How should parents respond to sons and daughters desiring to change their gender? Will the church remain free to teach that we are created male and female? What do the sciences say? We'll find out on March 2nd when Father Gabo Risharn High and Ave Maria Radio host our annual Familiaris Consortio Conference, responding to gender dysphoria in truth and charity. Attorney John Birch takes on gender ideology. Professor of endocrinology Dr. Paul Hrus covers the sciences. Father Sean Kilcally speaks as a pastor, and you will bring plenty of questions for our panel. Be there Saturday morning, March second, from eight fifteen until noon at Father Gable Richard High in Ann Arbor. The event is free, includes a light breakfast. So register at AveMariaRadio.net or FGRHS.org.
3: What do you do when you feel someone is taking advantage of you? It could be a tough conversation to have when someone overstays his welcome or is constantly asking to borrow money because they can't seem to ever hold down a job. What would Jesus say? Every subject we approach should come from a place of love and peace. Not always easy for yours truly, who is quite emotional and loud at times. I really have to pray before I broach a sensitive subject, and the longer I wait, the worse it is, because resentment sets in. In the Gospel of Matthew, it reads, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. Put yourself in that person's situation. Maybe he needs direction or guidance. Maybe you can help him find a new place to live or a new job. Give the person a realistic timeline and share with him how the current situation has affected you. It's about open communication. It doesn't have to be a tough conversation. This has been a Christ Center Communication Message. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo, a communications evangelist. Want
2: more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body?
1: Well, then follow us on Facebook at More2Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there.
2: Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Embracing Change. As we talk about those times when we go through unexpected, unwelcome, unpleasant changes, how do we bear up gracefully and discern what God's calling us to? 877-573-7825.
2: Let's talk now with Sharon, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New York. Sharon, welcome to More to Life. What's going
1: on?
7: Hi, thank you for taking my call um yeah mm-hmm. i just um i i work in construction i'm an electrician and i my job has been very stressful for the last thirty seven years but mostly the last um probably I don't know. I've been out of work for seven months now, which was a blessing. Um, for the last few months before that, it was very stressful. So um, I know God always works in good ways for me in that regard. And I've been taking care of my mom, who has dementia. There's, I have five brothers that are on the island with me that um, take care of my mom. So between deciding... I am kind of think the fear of not going back to work because I don't want to have to prove myself at my age, and I don't really want to go back, so I'm trying to retire at the end of this year without going back to work. So I have that stress of trying to figure out, you know, retirement plus trying to take care of my mom. So it's just been stressful, and I keep... Playing.
1: When you when you say the stress about d- d- retirement, and I guess what I'm asking, what what are you what are you trying to discern here then? Because it sounds like you've made up your mind that you want to retire, or or is that or is that the question? Should, I, how do you know yeah, what, you're, what you're called to?
7: Because I I don't. I'm trying not to go back to work. I don't want to have to go back into that environment. So mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to get a way around it. It's just been, it's just a change of, I guess, being alone. I'm divorced and I'm alone, and I guess the change in retirement. And, like, I usually travel to go visit my kids, but when I've been home alone for this last week, um, I just get depressed. And I'm like, well, what is it? What am Mm. I supposed to do with the rest of my life?
1: Okay. So, what I want you to start praying about is, 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 well, I mean, let me back up a second. Sorry. So the way you're phrasing this, okay, it sounds like you're discerning what what should you not do, right? How can I not do this thing? What I'd like you to focus on is what is it that God is calling you to do with your gifts? How could you use your the various gifts and talents and abilities that you have to work for the good of others, to to make a positive difference in the lives of the people around you, to to make your relationships stronger with with, with the people that you care about, to respond to these. Challenges in a way that actually helps you grow in some way. You know, I, I appreciate that you're saying that work is challenging, but the the and, and I can understand why you would not want to go back. But the question really is, where does God want you to serve? You know, not so much what does He want you to avoid or what do you want to get out of, but rather how can you use the gifts and skills and abilities that you have to do good to do good for people or even for yourself right Yeah,
2: and i mean you have some amazing skills that are really needed in the world you don't necessarily have to do it with the same company in the same situation
1: so you know um we were talking earlier about this sort of this these three qualities of meaningfulness intimacy and virtue uh, and they apply here in your situation too right in fact i referenced them in, in my earlier comments but just to go a little bit deeper with this Um, those are the three qualities that an abundant life sort of stands on they're the pillars that support an abundant life meaningfulness it kind of is, is another way of talking about what St. John Paul called self-donation or self-giving, the idea that, that we were created by God to use everything that we've been given to work for the good of other people. Uh, and so meaningfulness refers to how do I use the gifts that I've been given, the skills that I have, the talents, my, my time treasure and talent, even myself, my, my body, to work for the good of the people around me, to make a positive difference in the lives of those around me, uh, or the situation that I'm in. So I want you to pray about that question. You know, how, how do you use your gifts to make a positive difference? Um, secondly, intimacy. We're called to communion. The theology of the body reminds us of this, but this is a, a long-standing Christian teaching, that we were created by God for communion, intimate relationships with others. So how do, what choices do you have available to you that would allow you to dive deeper into your relationships and make them stronger, healthier, uh, deeper? Um, thirdly virtue you know when we are faced with a challenge you know the christian life is all about virtue how do we use whatever life is throwing at us to grow to become more of the whole healed godly grace-filled people that he created us to be so as you're discerning this don't try to focus so much on what you don't want to do focus instead on what opportunities do you have that would allow you to grow in more meaningful it's going to take a little while for you to figure out the big picture Right, but keep praying that every day. You know, what what can I do, Lord, today to lead a little more of a meaningful, intimate, or virtuous life? To 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 lead a, a little meaningful, more infinite, intimate, or virtuous. So as you're doing those tiny steps, the bigger picture is going to start to come into focus. Saint Ignatius of Loyola talks about um, three different modes of discernment. Second, one, you have a choice between two kind of basically good things, right? Two things that God wouldn't and as you sit with that thing and you bring this to prayer especially in this framework of meaningfulness, intimacy and virtue it's like what watching- uh, uh, in, the, in the morning as the sun slowly comes up and you know, you're know you not sure what you're seeing at first you're not sure what you're seeing, and then all of a sudden the sun just kind of comes up clearer and clearer and, then, and it snaps into focus and you know okay this is what God wants me to do I just want you to be patient with that process keep bringing it back to God in the light of this meaningfulness and intimacy and, intimacy and virtue framework uh, and go from there we talk more about this in my book The Life God Wants You to Have I'd really encourage you to check it out as a follow up to the comments that I made here today on the show but thank you so much for sharing for the call and i And I think that that, uh, these ideas will really help snap into focus what God's calling you to next. And again, that book, The Life God Wants You to Have, it's available at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. All right, with that, Lisa, who's up next? Let's
2: talk with Robin, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Armor of God Radio.
1: Hi, Robin. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on?
4: Hi. I just wanted to um, reflect on what you're saying today and say that one of the things that helps me to... Except change. I've been dealing with um, a change in the last five years. My husband and I have been married for 43 years, and he's been under the throes of alcoholism in the last five years, and um, oh my. it has been real difficult. And uh, but but the more that I and, I and I even did this when I was working. I'm retired now, but the more that I understand something, the more that I accept it. Um, I know that I can't always understand everything. I even brought that to confession one time, and the priest told me. You may not understand it in this life, so you need to kind of move on past that. But yeah. I do find that the more that I can understand something, the more that I can accept it. So through counseling and, of course, prayer, because prayer the, the Lord is the only one that's gotten me through this far. Um, uh, but through counseling as well, what I've been uh, brought to is an understanding of alcoholism. And and not that I don't struggle. I still struggle daily daily. Um, to to truly ask God to help me see my husband through His eyes and not through the the lens my lens, which is just this alcoholic man that is so much different than the man that I've known for the other forty years and and so. But anyway, I just want to give that there because I really think that the more that you can understand something. The, 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 not the easier but it does help to accept it more and so i just wanted to
1: put that in. Yeah, well it, it can but i want to i want to you know I and mean, thank you for your call and and but i want to want to clarify one thing i mean you know the, the temptation in understanding is excusing yeah and there's a difference between understanding and excusing you know uh, even if we understand what's going on um, that gives us the ability to be compassionate but we still as as you know through our prophetic mission you know that we receive in baptism we're still called to 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 challenge the people all around us especially our spouse um, to be a healthier holier godlier person and and, and I realize you know we, you can't make him be sober it's not your job to to, to heal him I understand that. so I, I want you to keep working with your counselor to figure out what kind of boundaries do you need to set with him that would challenge him on a consistent basis without pulling you into that place of savior you know because we, we already have one savior we don't need you to be another one but, but But at the same time, for you to be that prophetic woman of God who puts... Those reasonable boundaries and obstacles in your husband's path that challenge him and invite him to be a healthier holier man of God Um, so you know the understanding can help you be compassionate but don't let it give you don't let it uh, cause you to fall into the temptation of excusing this unhealthy and destructive sinful behavior on your husband's part because to love somebody is to work for their good and it's very difficult to know how to love somebody who's in the throes of alcoholism like you're describing and so that's why I want you to keep working with your counselor to talk about what does it really mean to love this man? Uh, you know, because when you say to see him through God's eyes, again, I, I I think that when I hear that right from people that I'm counseling, very often what it means is I just have to be nice to him. I just have to be understanding. I just have to. And very often when you're talking about a person who's self-destructing and engaging in really pathological and sinful behavior, um, it's not about being understanding. It's, it's not about. It's about being compassionate, certainly, but still challenging that person to remember who they are. Uh, to remember that that your husband is a son of god and he deserves more and he deserves better from himself uh... and from the world and so what 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 you know what is it that you need to do to help remind him of that both in the boundaries that you set in the ways that you speak with him and the ways that you deal with him uh... you know yes by all means you have to be compassionate but in a firm and loving way that uses boundaries that puts up obstacles to this this destructive and sinful behavior. So if there's, I really do hope that you're continuing to work with your counselor on this. If there's anything that we can do to support you through this, don't hesitate to reach out to us, uh, CatholicCounselors.com for a faithful take on all this. But Robin, I want to thank you for your call and I want to thank you for hanging in there through these difficult times. And I hope that these words will in- encourage you and inspire you to be that prophetic woman of God in your relationship and find ways to call your husband and remind him of who he really is in God thanks so much and that's all the time we've got for today's program you know as you're going through changes in your life you know the the, the thing I want you to take from this show is that it's not our job as Christians to just weather the storm it's not our job as Christians to just go through the change, white-knuckling our way through it, and hoping that it will soon be over. It's okay to ask God to deliver us from those difficult changes. That's fine. But in the, even more importantly, is it, we need to ask God to teach us how to respond to those changes so that coming through this change, we can make something good out of it. We can... Help to grow in ways that give glory to God. We can use this situation to proclaim God's glory in some way. But whatever we're going through, it's God wants to make something better through that change, even a difficult thing. Ask Him to teach you what that means in your situation and how to respond to that. And if you're struggling to figure it out, Reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life and face those changes with courage and confidence in a way that really does allow you to glorify God, be your best self, and work for the good of the people around you. It's CatholicCounselors.com and get out there and live the life that God is calling you to because you know what? With His grace, there really is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day.
3: been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.